Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's most prominent media, we'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Experts Podcast. My name is Nick Hayes and this is Lana Hill Kawani. Hello, here. Nick Hayes. Don't you talk too much today, Lana. <laughs> I can't maybe I should just try on a new voice for size. Oh, I tell just, you what. What does everyone think? For those of you out there, that is Lana Hill. <laughs> it's not Oh a teenage boy. Oh, my God. Well, no, I was thinking something else. It's one of those oh, really? phone numbers that you call in and... Uh, oh, I don't think... Uh, hello. Don't no, think it's... Don't uh, go there, Hayes. No, no. Hey, we've got an exciting one here today, Lana. Yes, it's one of my favourites. Yeah, one of my favourites. Yeah. In fact, I... Look... Um, Jessie Weatherly. I'll yes. let her out there now. We'll, uh, Jessie, welcome to the show. Thanks very much. It's lovely to see you, Nick and Lana. Yeah, good to have you. I'm, I'm bringing you in a little earlier than I normal because I like to build up this thing because I, I'm a big <laughs> fan of yours, Jesse. And for the for the audience out there, marketing, marketing such a big part of what we're supposed to be doing and what we are as business owners and as leaders and experts in our space. We've got to market ourselves better. Yep. And Jesse Wedley from Jork Consulting is one of the best. And I can say that, and I say that, ve- I know a lot of them, Jesse. You are <laughs> one of the best going out there. What is what is unique? What's different about you and your approach? Yeah, look, I think, um, I think a lot of marketers want to do marketing for you. Um, and I think a lot of businesses think that that would be great because it's this easy out. You know, we pay some money, somebody does some marketing for us and we get business. And I think unfortunately, you know, maybe, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago that actually worked. But I think these days, and it's becoming more and more so, marketing is actually about you and building that personal brand. And no one can represent you and your brand the way you can. And so for me, my approach is that I teach businesses how to do that marketing themselves because they've got much more control over it and are able to to get better results. I, I love that. I love that, Jesse. And Lana, you'll probably agree with me on this. And it's a very similar process that we have at Media Stable is that you can't talk yourself up. If you can't talk yourself up or market yourself uh, well, not many others can. And you've got to be able to do this yourself. And if you can't do it, then don't depend on others to do it these days because it is critical that it comes from you. And I think that's a big thing part of Media Stable is that um, – you're the expert. You're the commentator out there. You're the one that has all the information and content. We, at the other end, are just helping you shape, frame and pitch it for another network. So taking ownership, such an important thing. I think it doesn't always come naturally though and I think that's why I love what Jesse does is because it's, it isn't natural for a lot of people to self-promote and that's what it feels like, self-promotion, when it isn't. It's really just, yeah, you know, authentic marketing, all of those things. Jesse, what are some of the most common mistakes or I guess obstacles you say business owners make out there when it comes to their own marketing? Um, I, I think they don't connect enough with potential clients. 
Um, they're not building that brand and they, they will try bits and pieces here and there, don't get an immediate response and then go, well, that doesn't work for me or for my business or for my industry. And things like email are a classic example of that. I mean, you know, I, I had, um, I had one years ago, I had somebody contact me and they said, Oh, I really want to talk to you about, um, uh, doing some, um, phone calls, you know, I want to do some um, some telephone marketing and I want to call all these businesses and ask them whether I can be their accountant. <laughs> so that seems like a terrible waste of time. I said, have you considered email marketing? And he said, oh, I hate email. I've had so, you know, I get so many emails from people all the time and I delete them and I don't want to harass people and bother people. And I said, oh, just out of curiosity, how have you, like, what prompted you to call me today and, and have this call? And he said, oh, and you could hear the penny drop. And he said, oh, I think I got an email from you. <laughs> Love it. And I, and I think this is the thing that, you know, we, 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 we think that oh, we, we have these preconceived ideas about what other people want and what other people will, um, how they purchase. And I think... Things take time. It does take time to build um, a profile and and to build that reputation. And we just don't often give it enough of a, of a go. Um, I think the other big thing is that we often don't ask for the sale. So we will put out information. We, we might email out a blog or we put stuff on social media. But then there's no call to action. You know, mm. we're not asking people what is that, that next step. What do you do now? Such a good point. I think we we sometimes get lazy on that or we think that we've done enough work. Yeah. And the work doesn't just stop there. It's a long, long process. It is a long game. And the first gold nugget you've given me today, Jesse, is don't give up. Look at that. Yeah. I mean, I think that we do. I think a lot of people, because they don't quite know what they're doing in the marketing space, that if they try it once, they think it's all done and dusted if it doesn't work. And the same thing applies with media. Yeah. You know, we, we do send out content regularly and you can be putting in front of a journalist or in front of media, you know, five or six times before you get your first bite. Um, you just got to keep being persistent and don't give up. Yep, absolutely. But the media is the other thing where people might think, oh, well, I go on one radio show and suddenly I'm going to get business come from it. But it's not about that. It's, it is, it's, it's that longer game as well, is that it's building that longer-term profile of you. Yes. Well, yeah. it's building trust, isn't it? And you don't yeah. build trust overnight. People need to see you, hear from you, understand who you are, what you're about over a long period of time before they buy from you or before they even make contact with you. Yeah. You know, you've yeah. got to stalk someone Absolutely. first. Hey, Jesse, you, you don't know how difficult this is to keep Lana Hill quiet for this particular I know, podcast. I'm trying, but I can't. She's so passionate about it and she just can't stop. And I'm being, okay, I'll I'm, shut up now. No, 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 don't you. Don't you, dear, but don't come out without being able to speak. Jesse, I'd love to hear from you because I know that you specialise in the accounting, legal space, um, the architecture space. Why did you go down those particular niches? Is it something that you're passionate about or is it that you feel that you can do that particular area better than others? Sure. So I think um, think there's a couple of things there. I think firstly, um, when it comes to marketing with a business, you need to have a niche. So I did start my business doing more general, you know, 
help anybody type marketing. And I think that's a really big mistake that a lot of businesses make. Now, I still work with other businesses, you know, particularly because I get referrals for other people. So still work with other businesses. But from a marketing perspective, you should really try and have a niche that you speak to because everything that you do, all the content that you create, the, the more you can speak to a specific person, um, the, the better. Um, I think for me, the thing that drew me to the professional services is one, they're, they're historically really bad at marketing. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, they've got a long history of, um, you know, particularly lawyers many years ago, um, but I mean, not that long ago in that there's still people who are practicing it who had this, where they were told they weren't allowed to market. Mm. You know, when they first came out of law school, they weren't allowed to market. Well, they've got their own um, guidelines, haven't they? Their industry's got guidelines into which they they're did, allowed to They did, and it was a lot – yeah, and it was a lot stricter previously. I think you could do, like, basically one line in the yellow pages kind of thing, and that was sort of it. Just, you know, just the firm name and the phone number sort of thing. Um, but they've also had this luxury of living off referrals. And, you know, I still speak to a lot of people who say, oh, know how to you know you think oh well how where have you got your business so far you know you've been in business for 20 years where's it come from and a lot of it's referrals but that's changing and what we're seeing is that where you might have got a referral you know you might have run your accountant and said oh can you recommend a commercial lawyer or something now you're googling and you're looking at google reviews and things like that so it's still referral marketing but it's changed and it's moving to a more digital platform. And so there's a real opportunity, I think, in those professional services spaces to be able to do something different and get out there and really be seen amongst an industry that, you know, isn't traditionally really um, ahead in that way. And marketing services is very different to a product. And in some ways it's easier, in some ways it's harder, but it's just it's just different. Um, and there's a particular... Um, skill, I think, in in marketing um, services. I'm always fascinated by the fact that people will uh, take advice online from people they do not know, (laughs) who they've never heard of, never had a relationship, never spoken to, but will use that as a reference point to going to use a service or a product outside of their friends or family these days. It's true. People trust people more than brands. People... Okay, that's a really good point. People trust people more than brands. 100%. Yeah. I get mm. that. I get that. But where was it the old days when we used to say, you know, it used to be our close network of friends and close network with family that would say, hey, you should use John Smith because John Smith's really good at what he does. Yet I'm now following Zach MacDo 457 and a reference, you know, he's given a Google review saying that, uh, you know, John Smith, he's the, he's the bomb. I'm <laughs> believing that now more. I think there's a hierarchy though. What Is do you it? think, Jesse? <laughs> yeah, I think it's about volume. Yeah. So I think that, um, you know, I could ask a friend or a family to, to recommend somebody, but they may or may not have that experience. If I go to Google, then you're going to hope that generally it's you know, it's fairly unbiased and you're getting, you know, 50 reviews. Like if people have got 50 reviews and 48 of them are great, then that 
you know, and I weigh that up against someone else who's got 20 reviews and only five of them are great, then it helps me make that decision as opposed to just asking one person for a referral. So I think we, we like that social proof of the, mm. the multiples of it. But, the, I mean, there's lots of different stats. And, you know, when you research it, there's, you know, all sorts of different stats. But they're always between about 70 and 90% of people will trust an online review as much as they will a personal recommendation. It's incredible how that's shifted and changed, hasn't it? Wow, it's big. Yeah, and I think it's just the way that we live our lives. You know, we live so much of our lives online now where we used to do, you know, things like Nick Hayes reading the paper or listening to the radio offline. We do so much of that online I now. still read the newspaper. I still listen to the radio I'm and jealous. I watch television. <laughs> and, and, and Jess, you got you got to see this sight of Lani Hill, even though her voice is very croaky. She's holding her mobile phone in front of her right now. She's yeah. literally... You know, it, it, it is. We are consumed. That little phone that we have in our hands and probably a lot of people that are listening to this right now are either listening to it off a phone. It's become such an important device now in the way that we communi- communicate and connect and market. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, if we think about even like how much you're going to look at, um, a, you know, a website has to be designed so that people can look at it Um through phones rather than through desktops. And in fact, if you look at your own um, Google Analytics, you can actually see what pe- what devices people are using when they were looking at mm. your website um, and what percentage they're looking at through um, like a phone or whether they're looking at it through a desktop. And that's really important to know those sorts of things because that really will influence the design of things like a website. It's really it's another interesting point because that that Google Analytics, um, you know, we recently did one on the media board, Jess, and the 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 data that came back. We always thought, and this is probably the perception of me being old school a little, just a little old school, <laughs> um, was it that we they were watching it and reading it from a desktop. The reality here is that they're not. Yeah, they're yeah. on mobile devices. They're on phones. They're on iPads. They're they're not at their desk. They're possibly at home coming in. They're probably reading it um, on the way to the office. Exactly it, on the move. It's on the move. Yeah, and if you're not Absolutely doing that part yeah. right, if you're not doing that part right, then you're failing. And that's uh, that's that's something that where someone like yourself, Jesse, comes in to um, to help us. What? But what have been? some of the trends and changes and particularly during a pandemic time have you noticed that that people should be or could be doing better so i think um you know there's a saying that um i've seen around a lot at the moment saying that we're all in the same storm but we're not in the same boat and i think this (laughs) is really important with business because you know there's different states are in different situations and then different industries um you know some industries are still doing gangbusters. Some some are doing better, and you know some are shut down. Mm. And I think the biggest mistake that anybody can make at the moment, no matter whether you're doing well or not in business, is to say, "Well, I'm just going to batten down the hatches and wait for this to be over, and then we'll go back to normal." And I, I think that's really dangerous because I think we have changed a lot in the way that we interact. I mean, I was saying the other day. I don't remember the last time that I actually had a phone call with a client. Um, 
every single conversation and meeting now is by video. Yeah. Um, you know, it's there are a lot of things that are shifting in how we purchase um, and how we interact with people. And I think the quicker you realise a lot of these things are here to stay, the the quicker you can move on and start preparing for the future and and doing things. Um, you know, the, I think yeah, I think you really have to be. Um, seeing what are the opportunities. And there are a lot of opportunities in this. I mean, there, you know, even um, most hairdressers, for instance, in Victoria are completely shut down mm-hmm. and they've closed the doors and they've walked out. My hairdresser is doing things like click and collect. So you can actually go to the hairdresser. You, they have a designated time. You rock up and they come out to your car window. They get oh. your name. They go inside. They mix up your – you won't understand this, Nick, but Lana will. They mix up your colour. Colour. Right? Oh, my they've goodness. They've got your colour on file. Stop they mix it. That hey, up. don't assume I don't know this stuff, Jessie. <laughs> hey. I've had my tips. I've had tips through my hair now and then in the time. Oh, really? <laughs> Way too much information here. <laughs> then they, they bring out the, the little pot with your colour mixed up, oh. some gloves, a little brush to brush it in with, and a shampoo and conditioner for afterwards, and off you go. I wow. mean, that not only is that great service, right, because, you know, at the moment I want a haircut and a colour. If I have to have one, I will take one over nothing. Um, so it's brilliant service. And what loyalty have they built over yeah. that time? And innovation, you know. innovation yep. through the roof. I mean, Absolutely. you've got to adapt and change to the way things are going. And, you know, this is why, Jesse, I think you are my sister from another mister in that <laughs> I truly believe, because I've been saying this, if you want to get in the bunker when this COVID kicked yeah. in and just think that, that you can stay under, you know, have all the bullets firing over the top and, and not come out until it's all over and think that everything's going to be okay again. Yeah, and that it's going to stay the same. You are absolutely kidding yourself. Yep. Absolutely kidding yourself. In fact, right now is the time to get yourself out there and to make a difference, to make a change, and also to let people know that you are thriving, that you are up and about because they need this. They need this leadership. They need that that guarantee. Or not guarantee. What, what's the word I'm looking for? They just need this assurance. Reassurance, yeah. Assurance that they are up and about and the money that's invested them is safe. And helping people. You know, I think this is the big thing, that people are struggling, um, you know, particularly in, in Melbourne where I am, where we are now officially, as of yesterday, I think the most locked down um, city in the world, Um, it's a struggle. And so whatever you can do to help people will really give you that longevity of brand loyalty. You know, if you're a massage therapist, they're shut down at the moment, do some videos on home stretches and yoga stretches and stuff that I can do at home. They're just little things to help me until I can see you again, rather than just shutting the doors and waiting for this to be over. There's so many things that you can be doing. I mean, if you're in the finance industry and in the accounting and all the rest of it, there's so many changes um, around, you know, different issues with grants and, um, you know, different different problems with um, employment law and shutting down and, you know, whether you can, hey, whether you have to pay people when you're locked down and all this sort of stuff. I mean, there's so much content there mm. that you can be creating that's helpful and useful for people. 
Oh, I, I so with so with you, so with you on that. And I think you, the the effort and the time that you're taking now is going to pay back and reward you in the future. Jesse, you've been having a bit of a crack at the media yourself lately, hey? I've, I have. Uh, I been have. hearing you on the radio. It's awesome. How have you enjoyed it? Is it something there? Because it's probably as a marketer, you you're out there marketing for others. You you're putting yourself uh, and your IP and knowledge behind other brands. But how are you going with your own? Um, look, I'm enjoying it. I think I think you're right. I think it's very different when you're telling other people what they have to do <laughs> to then doing it yourself. And I've loved that because I think it is really good to put myself in those shoes because, you know, as you know, I tell a lot of my clients to go to Media Stable. They go, yeah, go there and you'll get all this media and it's all great and no drama. But it's actually quite nerve-wracking and there is a lot of preparation you need to do before radio. Um, and so having that experience now, I think, helps me to help my clients be more prepared. So I think that's been really good. Um, the other thing is for me is learning how to promote some of this stuff. So for instance, it's very easy, like for instance, this podcast, I will easily be able to share the link to this podcast mm. um, on LinkedIn and things like that. But radio is a bit different because while they'll give you um, the, you know, the, the file, they don't necessarily, particularly on LinkedIn, they don't put it on LinkedIn for you to then share. So um, I've actually created a media page on my website. Yes. Uh, we're doing that at the moment. And I've been getting the radio stations to send me the file. And we've been uploading each of the files with the logo of the radio station and all that sort of thing as a way of being able to showcase it. Because obviously, as you guys know, if you're getting media, it's great. But it's what you do with that opportunity and how you showcase that that really helps build your profile long term. Oh, that's gold Seriously. right there, Jessie Weatherly. I get goosebumps. <laughs> Every time she's talking, it's like... It's 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 me doing it, saying it from the other side. Yeah, it's so true. But what I love about what you're doing, Jesse, and I know we obviously talked about this um, over the phone and on Zoom, that you're you're a translator. You know, you're you're adding so much value for people out there that are thinking about what they've got to be doing with their marketing, how branding applies to their business. You know, all of these things that apply to um, so many people and businesses out there, and you're translating it in a way that they can understand and engage with, and that's. That's what media wants. Media wants people like you. Yeah, look, I, I think there is a real need at the moment for businesses to know what to do and, and where to go. Um, and I and I think it's really difficult at the moment because there's so much emotions attached to everything that's going on. It's really hard to sort of know how to navigate um, through that. Yeah, it, it is difficult. And I think, you know, Surrounding yourself with the right people and getting the right advice and also, too, the right products and services around you. Jesse, I'm fascinated at the moment by how we uh, see 2022-2023. And I know that, you know, you just talked about Melbourne being the most locked down city and, and, you know, it, it is, it's... It, it has been really, really difficult for businesses to, to, to grasp that, even if they've still got a business going around. But how do you see 2022 and 2023? I, I bet you can't wait to get there, but, you know, where, where are we going with it? Are we, are we going to come out of this smarter? Are we going to come out of this better business, better marketers? Well, I wish I had, um, I wish I had the... Um 
crystal ball because I think, you know, this time last year we thought it was all over and yeah. we were coming out of it. And I don't think anyone foresaw that 2021 would be just as bad as 2020. So um, I'm hesitant to say what I think 22 and 23 look like. Um, I think the, the, the big takeaway for me in business that I think I've learned over the last 18 months is that change happens. And, you know, there's a lot going on. I mean, between COVID and um, vaccines and, you know, uh, potential issues around our economy and issues with China. I mean, there's, there's a lot happening. And I think what you really have to understand is that things are going to change and you don't necessarily... We, we've had such a long period of time of knowing what the future held. And I knew, like, five, ten years ago, I could book a holiday 12 months in advance. <laughs> and I was guaranteed that I was going to go. I mean, it never would have even occurred to me that it wouldn't happen. Ah, oh, so true. And I think now we've got to understand that life is, you know, going to be a little bit up in the air for probably the foreseeable future. And how do you adapt your business to that? And how can you... You know, I hate that word pivot because it's been overused. But how do you just go, right, this is what's happened now. Where's the opportunity? And move to it really quickly. I think when COVID first hit, everyone was like a deer in the headlights. And it was like, oh, what's going to happen? Is this just, you know, we'll just ride it out for a couple of months and then it'll go back to normal. That, you know, that's gone. That's finished. And you've got to start getting more adaptive more quickly because, you don't know what the next six months, 12, you don't, know, you don't know what the next problem or the next issue is that's going to come up. But when it comes up, you have to be very quickly able to say, right, what are the opportunities here? How can I change things? How can I do things differently? Um, and move with it more quickly. I think the ones that, the businesses that have been able to really move and lean into it and move really quick, you know, like all the companies that, you know, started producing, had factories and started producing hand sanitizer within yeah. like a couple of weeks. You know, it's that sort of stuff that you really have to be able to say, right, what's the opportunity here? How can we change to really adapt to whatever that future now looks like? Yeah, what does – I wish I had a crystal ball for it too. But, I know. But you know what? I, I feel – and this is – and I say this from Perth, Western Australia. I know you're in Melbourne – that – the future is looking a lot brighter for us. And I think, you know, with vaccination rates increasing um, and, and I think a political will to actually see uh, our borders open up and become, uh, bring people back together again, I think that's going to be our our big thing for 2022. Hey, quick couple of questions for you, Jesse. Here we go. You ready? You ready? This is, this is the unscripted stuff. What's the difference between sales and marketing? Oh, big question, Nikhaz. Oh, man. Seriously? Oh, hang on. Let me go get a textbook out. Don't. Um, no, I, I want the Jesse Weatherly <laughs> definition. Yeah, definition. Look, I think yeah, I think marketing is the stuff that you do in order to get the sales ultimately. I mean, it's a, it's the building of the brand. It's the building of the personality. It's a, it's all the legwork you do to make yourself known. And then the sale is just, you know, converting that into, into money. And you needed a textbook. <laughs> that was a good definition. That was a big question, Nick. I oh, know, I oh, know. Here comes the next one. You ready? You ready? Oh, Jork. Where yeah. did Jork come from? J O R K Consulting. Because I, you know what, you've got, you've had me confused on that for years. Yeah. Look. Okay. So when I was sixteen, I started my own business. Didn't do very well. Just FYI. 
Um, it was called Jork Designs because my maiden name was O'Rourke. So it was Jessie O'Rourke. And it was making cloth doll nappies. Because at the time, you could only get disposable type nappies for dolls. Right. And so I thought it would be really cool to make reusable ones, like with, you know, flannel out and Velcro and stuff. Now, I think I was actually 20 years behind because now I think that would have done really well because, um, you know, it's all about the environment and, um, you know, being more conservative around those things. So it, I was probably, yeah, 20, 25 years too, um, too, too early. early. But, <laughs> so I- when I started this business, it was just a bit of a nod to my entrepreneurial 16-year-old self. Um, yeah, that's that, right. That is so cool. And can I just ask a question? Do, do, do dolls actually soil themselves? Like, do they require No, but nappies? it's true. My daughter <laughs> my daughter is seven, Jessie, and she has a little doll. Yeah. And they have dolls that, like, you know, eat things, well, pretend yeah, to eat things and do. stuff. Yeah, and they do yeah. only have disposable nappies. Oh, my. Yeah, it's yeah. true. And then and once you lose them, you're buggers. <laughs> Yeah, and little kids, well, they stop being sticky as well. Yes. And little girls want to change nappies and feed babies and do all those sorts of things. Why? Why do we want to do those things, (laughs) Jesse? Because you learn later on it's not that much fun. Hey, um, I I love that. I love that backstory behind it. Yeah. I I think every... Every person's got a backstory, and I and I love finding out about that, and that that makes so much sense. Jesse, uh, we are coming to a close on this experts podcast, and and it's a real treat. And I I do say this most sincerely: you you are one of the best marketers I've ever come across, and I and I've met I've known a lot. Um, mainly because not just your relationship that you have with your clients, but also to um, the way and the, and I guess the dedication and uh, time you put into educating. Yeah, the and value. That, and the value you bring. Yeah. I, I think there's there's a difference between, and you said it from the very outset, there's those that can market or want to market for you. It's a transaction. And then there's others that actually teach them. And, you know, I love it on your website. You know, you can... You can um, you can give them a fish they can eat for a day. You teach them to fish they can eat for a lifetime, and I, I do adore that. It's a it's a great approach, not too dissimilar to the way we work, at Lana Hill. No, Media that's Stable right. And yeah, expert yeah. registry, education's everything. It is everything. Yeah, I think that's why we all love what we do. We do indeed. Yeah. Hey, Jess, if there was a piece of advice you could give to someone out there in the marketing space, just the one little simple gold nugget. I know you've given us plenty here today. <laughs> plenty. You've given us plenty. But what, what, what would be the thing you could tell people just to improve the way that they're marketing? Sure. The one thing that you can go out and do today now that is free um, and will have the biggest impact to both your ability to be seen on Google um, and your ability to convert business is your Google My Business page. Yeah. So, you know, having a Google My Business page listing, to me it's like the um, modern day version of the Yellow Pages ad. Um, having that listing helps Google connect you with people and then getting Google reviews um, is really, really imperative um, to growing a business, particularly if you are a local business looking for local people. So if you're a local fish and chip shop and you want people to find you, I mean, I had this, we, um, back when we were allowed to leave the house, we, I was like off somewhere with, we've been watching my husband play cricket and it was late in the afternoon. I didn't know sort of the area. And the kids wanted fish and chips on the way home. So I just Googled fish and chips near me 
it came up with four or five Google My Business listings of the different fish and chip shops. And then I looked at the Google reviews, right, and thought, oh, yep, that's the one that I'm choosing. Then I press on my phone, go there, and it just, on the map, it takes me to that particular fish and chip shop. Oh, wow. You know. Now, if you don't have a Google My Business listing, you weren't even in the ballpark. I mean, you, you, I wasn't even. Get, I was never going to find you. And that and that is happening. And you know, we think that that's just. Oh, you know, Jess is very good with her tech and stuff like that. But that's just a reality. That yeah. is generational. Oh, yeah. That is actually what people just do now. They're not even. I mean, I, I love the fact that you mentioned the yellow pages. You know, I was brought up on the yellow pages. Yeah, me um, too. You know, and I, the white. Pages. I almost I almost got a job selling ads for the yellow pages. It was oh, so wow. big and it was <laughs> so competitive. Yeah, yeah. But it just doesn't happen like that anymore, does it? And, and that's a really good piece of advice. So any business out there, any speaker, uh, expert, commentator, go and check it out. And even yeah. if you do work for a big it's brand. Free. It's free. It's you free. don't have to pay anything. It's completely and utterly free. And that's what you get from when the experts podcast free stuff. That's what we do. <laughs> free practical <laughs> advice. Yeah. Hey, Jess, uh, thank you for joining us on the experts podcast. If people want to get in contact with you, how can they do that? Uh, just head over to jork, J-O-R-K, consulting.com. Wonderful. Jess, great to have you on. And like I say, most sincerely, one of the best marketers out there running around. Uh, highly recommend her uh, for any of your marketing needs, particularly if you're in the legal and if you're in the accounting space or the architecture space. Yep. Go and have a chat to Jess. Ah, that's another good one line up. Yeah, good to be back. Well done you getting Thank through you. with your voice. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Jesse, and putting up with my squeaky voice today. <laughs> good on you, Jess. And uh, we'll look forward to having your company and another expert or another media when we come back next week on the Experts Podcast. See you then. You have been listening to the Experts Podcast powered by Media Stable. To get in touch with the team, head to the Media Stable website, mediastable.com.au.